This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. We have uh, Victor Waters from TVNZ with us this morning and uh, David Long who is uh, perched up in the studio looking quite comfortable too in that seat, I I think it's fair to say. Um, David, we'll start with you this morning. I know you're in the building for uh, a a very important press conference coming up very shortly, but if I can take you back to uh, what happened last night with the, the Warriors... Uh, first impressions, David, because you've been to trainings, you've been to press conferences, you've actually seen them play a little bit now. What did you think? Yeah, hi there, Ian. I, I was very impressed with last night. Um, uh, I guess one of the, sort of the keys was it was that the, they all felt they'd had a good pre-season uh, training and it was whether they actually, you know, that turned out to be the case against a, a live opposition. And, and I, I thought they'd, they'd do very well. You could see some of um, what Andrew Webster's trying to do with the team and it's a bit, uh, a bit different to how they play before. With, with the halves, um, Timari Martin and Luke Metcalf, they're both running the ball, a lot more attacking. We've seen a lot of, uh, I think over the last few years, the halves at the Warriors, especially Cody Nikarima, we're not really doing that much, just getting the ball and, and passing it out wide. But I think we're going to see a lot more attacking play from the halves, uh, Andrew Webster uh, at the Warriors. What about the... The, the defence, you happy with the, what you saw in the defence? Yeah, very solid. I mean, you know, there's a lot of players missing last night. There's going to be 10 players who didn't play in that game who are going to be uh, in the team for when they play the Storm in Christchurch next weekend. But it was a lot of commitment on, on the goal line defence. You could see that they were standing up. It wasn't um, as if they were, they thought, oh, it's only a trial. If they get a few tries, it doesn't really matter that much. And I was also impl- impressed with how some of the younger guys or the New South Wales, New South Wales Cup squad players uh, stepped up when they came in for the last sort of period in that game. Again, you can you can see you know um, teams leak a few points when there's inexperienced players coming in. But um, I think one of the keys is that there's as I think I said to you before, there's four empty spots on that uh, Warriors roster for this year, and they've been players have been told you know if you if you impress and you stand up well, you you got a chance. And I did I've heard that one of the guys last night um, I can't say yet he's going to be offered a contract in the next couple of days for the thirty man squad. Oh, well, that is impressive then. Uh, uh, Victor, good morning to you. Um, do we morning. Do we afford ourselves a bit of excitement about the Warriors early on, or, oh. or just we just better sit back a bit longer, you reckon? <laughs> the amount of people that I've seen uh, online saying it's our uh, year is a bit of a days yet, but there, there were some promising signs. I think um, the energy was good, particularly from the young guns, um, and, and the uh, in particular were really impressive. I think um, to might have... Luke Metcalf combined really well for their first game together. Um, but it is early days. Um, but I think you're getting to see Webster's influence um, and standards, I feel, uh, are going up in the team. Um, so I think it's a positive sign moving forward. But I've got a long, long way to go. Victor, it's an interesting uh, comment coming from Sam Kane. Uh, calling for New Zealand rugby to limit off-field distractions to focus on the Rugby World Cup. That's interesting in itself. Yeah, look, I kind of agree with them. Um, this does nothing to... I mean, look, what, we're just over six months away from a rugby cup. This doesn't really help. It doesn't help the team, this uncertainty. Um, you know, and 
Mark Robinson not coming forward and, and really sort of being a bit more transparent about it would, would I think, be a lot more helpful um, for the entire playing group. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I completely understand what Sam Kane saying. Uh, they don't need these distractions, especially after the season they had last year. Um, but, you know, who knows, who knows where, what's going to happen. Some very uh, interesting couple of weeks coming ahead after uh, this coffee. I don't think, David, in my history, it's just quite a long one, um, of, you know, following the All Blacks in particular, um, we've had a more turbulent time in terms of administration v, uh, you know, v the coaching staff, the coaching set-up itself, with the public involved. Uh, and I, I guess there have been times with the Cavaliers and uh, those sorts of things. The Springboks in 81, 82 was a ter- turbulent time. But in terms of just basic administration, answering questions, um, you and the media probably uh, are best judged to, to, to call on that. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I think, I think people would like some clarity. I think it's a bit um, over the top, though, to say, you know, we need to know whether Scott Robertson is going to be the next coach um, Names, you know, straight away. Um, I think it's similar to I guess the last time there was a similar sort of situation was when Robbie Deans was was maybe going for the job, but that was after the World Cup, after that failure in France in two thousand and seven. And this time we've got it, we've got it now because I guess we've got a, a very very popular coach at the Crusaders and someone at the at the All Blacks who hasn't really captured, I guess, the, the um, support from the New Zealand public and that, or hasn't had the results for it. Um, I guess, you know, it would be nice to just to say, look, you know, this is what the process we're going to do uh, after the World Cup. We're not going to talk about it again till then, really. I, I can't see the um, the point in in saying to Ian Foster or coming out and saying you're not going to be the coach after this World Cup. Um, because if he, if he does have a fantastic World mm-hmm. Cup, is it is it really fair to, to, to dump mm-hmm. him after that? I think that's a, a fair point. I've, I've been trying to make that to point to a few people as well. I mean, if he goes through unbeaten, David, uh, he wins the World Cup. He'll obviously will have kept the British Low Cup. He'll have won the Rugby Championship as such. And he wins the World Cup. I mean, w- what more do you have to do? Um, you know, I mean, at, at that point, I think he holds the cards. Well, that's right. I mean, we, we went through all of this last year, didn't we? When after the bad results and they, they backed him and they said, we're gonna, he's our man, we're going to stick with him. Um... And then, so in the middle of the summer, we start opening up that debate again. It, it does seem, you know, a, a, a bit uh, well, a bit odd, really. But I guess you know, the All Blacks is always something that everybody's keen on talking about, anyway. Sure is, and I suppose that's a, a good thing in a way. What about this bizarre story, uh, Victor, coming out of um, English manager Will Still, which is an interesting name in itself, but it manages uh, Ream, the league side Ream. I think they, we put them in their multi the other day. Uh, he hasn't got a UEFA, UEFA A-level uh, coaching degree, and the club has fined 40000 per game. Now, that is interesting. Yeah, it's a, um, one of my most more fav- uh, favourite stories to have put together. Gosh, it's um, pretty incredible. Uh, that's right. Yeah, so Will Still um, has no UEFA A licence, meaning he's not qualified for elite or management. So, um, like most of the top four, um, in Europe, um, you have to have that qualification in order to coach, otherwise you're fine. And that's the situation Sadi Hong uh, finds himself in. Um, at the moment, I feel like I've bloody jinxed the guy because um, they're on a 14 match run and uh, they went and lost uh, yesterday. So um, it's quite uh, fortunate <laughs> on my behalf. But um, yeah, it's a great story. Um, 
only 30 years old, so it's pretty incredible that he's had this rise, uh, you know, from coaching Preston North End Thunder 14 the way to the top tier of French football and keeping PSG to a draw. And it's staggering, actually. Um, <laughs> I can't get that. Uh, 10.31 here on SENZ. We'll take a short news break. I know David's uh, a bit restrictive for time. He's got uh, other things to do in the building. But we'll come back and get a, a couple of quick comments from David and more from Victor Waters as well. But uh, in the meantime, here's uh, some news from Aroha. The panel. Victor Waters is with us, uh, courtesy of uh, TVNZ, and uh, David Long, of course, uh, highly respected journalist, uh, is actually sitting in the studio. David, you're sitting in the studio for um, a reason, and that reason is uh, you're expecting an announcement uh, around about 11 o'clock, we all are actually, um, from New Zealand Rugby about the successor to Wayne Smith. Hard to believe that um, the name uh, Razor Robertson won't come up at some point throughout the press conference as well. But what are you expecting out of this? Have you heard any rumours? Are we, are we going to go um, the, um, uh, the female head coach way? Or what are we thinking here? Well, I have no inside information on it, but I think it's um, either going to be Alan Bunting or Wesley Clark. We were both assistants before. I'd, I'd be surprised if it's not one of them two. I don't know if it will an outside will come in. Um, whether they want to give it to someone who hasn't sort of worked in the, the area of women's rugby before, I, I, I'm not sure. Um, and I am, I don't know yet if um, there's a, a women's coach who's, um, who would be, I don't maybe they might not see it as being at that level yet to to coach the Black Ferns. Obviously that's got to be the goal and that's got to happen sooner rather than later that um, the Black Ferns are coached by a woman. Um, but I don't think it's going to be yet. But we might see some more, I guess, assistant coaches coming into that area who are women. Do, do we know what Wayne Smith's going to do? I mean, has, has he had any indications about home or away or, or just retirement? Oh, I think it's retirement, really. Um, I mean, he was pretty much semi-retired or close to it before this came along. And he, he, I think he sort of, you know, put his hand up in an hour of need for the, for the Black Ferns and New Zealand Rugby to take the job for the World Cup. And, you know, it's... it's um, it's, I guess, sort of enhanced his legacy. Although, you know, as you, you probably know Wayne as well. Ian, he, you know, it's not about ego with him. It's always about what he feels he can contribute and and doing for the best for for any team he's involved in, and that's why he's such a, a great guy. Um, but I think that this, we probably won't see Wayne around a coaching uh, team again. Okay, interesting. Uh, uh, Victor, what do you, what do you make of uh, what you think will come out of it? I, I know these days um, the the Black Ferns attract as much media attention as as, as most rugby sides uh, in the country. So TVNZ will have a vested interest there. What are you expecting to come out of it? Yeah, I don't have any inside information either. Uh, I think Alan Bunting is an interesting choice and, and probably one for me that would make the most during his work with the seven side and he, and he knows a lot of the team. So does, um, you know, with Clark as well. Bunting, I think, has been really successful in the sevens program and, and, you know, we saw the sevens program being a big foundation of the Black Ferns. World Cup, so I think that's a continuation of Wayne Smith's work in a way. Um, and I know that the girls love love um, Bunting, and, and they're very close with him. And um, I'm sure he'll he'll do a good job if it's him. Um, but yeah, as, as you also mentioned, eventually it is a, a woman leading the charge, and um, hopefully we're a bit closer to that. David, um, what did you? see out of the score lines uh, coming out of Hamilton and the two-day exercise between uh, New Zealand and the English 11. Um, I, I just wonder, um, do we get any guides or, or 
we just know that England are going to come hell for leather at us. Uh, yeah, I think we all knew that was going to be the case that they're going to, you know, Baz Ball's going to be there. Um, they've got a lot of runs in the in the two day game. Um, I guess a good point from New Zealand's point of view is that Carl Jameson um, uh, got to bowl got to bowl a fair bit, and it's good to see to see him in there. Um, you know, as you probably know way more than me, you know, um, practice games before test matches. That you know, I guess it's it's a good way for the bats batters to get in get in their eye in for it as, as probably more so than the bowlers um, getting used to the conditions or not but um, I think it's um, you know we can sort of park it now and, and look forward to I think what's going to be a very, a very exciting two test series and I, I think there's probably not just because of um, the Brendan McCullum factor but uh, as a part of it but I think there's probably more excitement um, for these tests uh, than there has been for any tests in New Zealand for, for quite a long time and we haven't had fantastic test series in in here in the country for, for the last couple of years and I think this is one that's that's really good oh, as you've seen my ticket sales already has really captured the public's imagination yeah, absolutely right, David. The first three days at the Basin, we're told, are sold out. Uh, I can't remember that. Um, three days, anyway. First day, yeah, three days? Not sure. Uh, so, Victor, there will be immense interest, I think, in this series, which is really, I think, going to be the defining point of uh, of two things. One, where we are with our test side at the moment, and two, the New Zealand's cricketing summer. Yeah, who said it was dying, eh? Uh <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's hugely exciting. It's hugely exciting um, brand of cricket that the English cricket team play. And I think, you know, absolutely credit to Brendan McCullum and um, the awe of, the, you know, the confidence um, that he speaks with. And you really see that resonate with his players and how his players play. I mean, he pulled off some outrageous shots in those warm-up games. And, you know, um, Stokes wasn't really part of it. So I think for me, it's going to be really interesting to see Kyle Jamieson. Um I think he holds a big key and and being you know, holding a chance against the English. I think he brings a stability and and an edge to the bowling attack that's uh, been lacking. So um, I think he's going to be a big key in, in terms of getting a result against England. But they are overwhelming favourites, and you know it's 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 exciting to see the, the sort of creative and um, expansive form of Test cricket um, that hopefully we'll be getting for the next uh, couple of weeks. David, just before uh, you leave, I know you've uh, got those uh, that press conference to get to. Is it feasible? I joked about it a wee bit this morning in my sermon, but is it, it is it feasible that Scott Robertson could do as a head coach what Jason Ryan was doing out of the Crusaders? In other words, Jason Ryan would go and spend time, once the Crusaders were finished, helping out at Fiji. Is it conceivable that he could do that? And the Buller word the other day, and that was, was <laughs> there is more in it than people made? I, I think it, um, it certainly is, but um, you'd have to wonder what. Um, I mean, it, it works out timing-wise to do that, and I'm sure Fiji would lo- would love to have a, a great coach like Scott Robertson do it. But what does that? What what's, what does Scott Robertson do after that? Does he do that and then go back to the Crusaders? I mean, it, it seems inevitable. I guess that this is going to be his last season as, as the Crusaders coach. Does he do Fiji? I, I don't know whether he would be satisfied doing Fiji beyond the World Cup and, you know, mm. long term. Or, you know, I, I, I assume that a top job in the Six Nations would probably be more appealing to him than, than, to, um, than to coach Fiji. Um, but in terms of doing Fiji straight after Super, uh, Super Rugby, yeah, I think that's, a, that's an absolute possibility for him. I think it is too, Victor, and I'll tell you why. I, I think it wouldn't affect his chances to do the All Blacks because 
hey, uh, you're not you're working with something, but it would develop him as a coach, will take him out of his comfort zone, which he surely sits in after all his success down there in Christchurch. It takes him out of that comfort zone, gives him experience at international rugby before he takes on the very big job. Uh, he'll get a few bucks in his back pocket. Uh, and there's no, you know, there's a, def- a definitive line there, and it's just for the World Cup. Could it happen? Yeah, I don't disagree with that either. And it's interesting you say that because, you know, word out of England um, when he was linked to the to the England job, they were quite unsure about him because he didn't have international experience. So, look, it's, it's only, I mean, if this should come to fruition, I, I can only see that as a positive for him and his journey and, course it wouldn't rule out um, an all that job in the future. It's an interesting possibility. I mean, Razor is just so talented. I think he is the best coach going at the moment. Um, anyone would want him. He'd be silly not. I mean, he's just, he, he the way he thinks and the way his idea of rugby is so far ahead of everyone else that I can think of in, in world rugby at the moment. Um, so look, he, he could make a very formidable and interesting PG inside this World Cup. I, I think it's a, a really interesting concept, put it that way. Uh, hey, Victor, thank you very much for your time this morning. I uh, look forward to talking to you again. David, uh, thanks for uh, coming into the studio and um, um, all the best at the press conference. Uh, we're taking it as well here, so we'll look forward to your questions from the floor as well. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks very much.